please make welcome the Ball and All podcast, James Tiger Woods, Beric Eckerbarts, and the king of speaking in the third person, Steve Condor Condo Condon. Okay, we're uh, Friday morning, Christmas special. We're, we're on Condo's couch. Oh, Woody, I can't look at you. Those sunnies on, mate. Dude, I'm Paul Fisher. I only fucking wear sunnies now. You know why I only have sunnies on at all times, even at night? Why is that? Because my future's so bright. <laughs> <laughs> I just got to keep... Woody, that's up there with your joke that you told on the live podcast. Can you tell that joke again? I actually stole that joke from another comedian on a podcast. He had his sunnies on and they asked him why he had them on. Yeah. And he goes... The future's so fucking bright. Can you give us a? Can you just give us that joke again? Oh, what? Why? Yeah. Why the Chinese never got into cricket? Yeah, because they had all their bats. <laughs> <laughs> that one never gets old. Well, we're uh, we're, we're we're proud to say that we're joined by Bieber. You're back. The king's yeah, back in the mate. seat. I'm back. Yep, yep. It hasn't been a lot of sleep the last little while. Not just because I've just got back from Japan, but also because I've spent the last probably I don't know 14 hours trying to put together some Chinese made. Doll's house that oh, Kim Kat. If Kim Kardashian had a doll's house, she would have made it like this because there is like I don't know. There has to be about twenty five rooms. And is thing. it like a flat pack thing? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh. It's got everything in it. I was I was shocked, and I just got a shout out to all the dads out there who spend the next three or four nights out building trampolines and all sorts of basketball hoops and shit. You know what? It's that time of year. You know what? It'd be fucking amazing, like to get all the best. Like if they had a Big Brother sort of camera on. Dads and oh, mums setting up and blowing up like that. You get like, fuck this. They can fucking just fuck. Where's the instructions? I don't want them. They so, don't even oh. deserve this shit. So are you nearly done, Barnsley? Yeah, I'm close. I, oh, shit, I just got to get it done. Yeah, but um, you're right, Woody. Like the amount of close divorces oh, I've divorce had. You know yeah, what I mean? Let alone be other the people. Best footy. If well, you could bef- just get the fly on the wall footage. Before we get into your rap of the last two weeks, us uh, big shout out to uh, Satsbet. He's been in the seat. He's, I don't know. Have you listened to the podcast? He's been amazing. Oh, mate, he's a class act. Yeah, he is, isn't Satsbet. He? Yeah, yeah, he runs a, you know, a multi-nat cor- corporation, Satsbet, you know what I mean? All around, it's worldwide now. Yeah. I, I like it how, like... Uh, and he cleaned up on the soccer. Mm. I've known Sats for quite a long time and known him outside the podcast area and his voice changes. He goes low. Hey, He does, doesn't he, Woody? I he's got a that. full fucking Alan Jones voice. Hey, when how he are you? sitting on the... This is Benny Sats here live at the fucking wireless. <laughs> like, he gets... He goes low. Maybe, maybe, maybe if you actually go back to podcasts, we had we had some ads at the start and the finish of the podcast for erotica.com. Maybe Sats can do the voiceovers. Hi, it's Benny Sats here. This is Erotica. <laughs> if you want yourself a nice old anal bead, come on down. <laughs> yeah, and uh, actually a, a really important shout out before we get into Around the Grounds is uh, out to uh, out to Vaughn. Vaughny, Vaughn oh, Blakey. Oh, yeah, we got it. Vaughny's yeah. been in a world of pain for the last month. He, uh, For those that aren't aware, Vaughny took a month off, which is unusual for him because he's been pretty much working around the clock. He went down to Geelong uh, to start his holiday with Ali and uh, day two he uh, he was rushed to hospital and he only got out the other day. So he's been in hospital for a month. He's going to heal up. He's going to be – What was uh, it, Condo? He had a twisted bowel. Yeah. Yeah. So – Bees dick away, wasn't he? Uh, it was really serious, yeah. Yeah. No, I had an hour on the phone to him the other day um, – He's back. He's uh, fighting fit, and he's uh, he's on a slow drive from um, Vico back up to uh, to Lennox Head. 
Um, but yeah, big scare. First first dry Christmas since 1989. He tells me so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, crazy. Yeah, old. 1989. Got to send him some positive vibes. He's uh, the man behind pretty much us, really, isn't he? Yeah. So yeah, a lot Which, of love to Vaughny. Yep, hundred uh, percent. Around the grounds. Well, the World Cup wrap it just keeps going. Um, I'm here to report that the uh, the robe that Messi was wearing, Woody, it's sold out. Did yeah, you see the black the, robe on stage, yeah. Barnsley? No, no, I didn't. So when they got up to crown them, everybody's in their Argentine jumpers, but because it's a it's a Middle Eastern sort of thing, apparently. Yeah, oh, tradition. That, yes, so yes, he, I so did he had see to that. wear the black robe. Right. So and he was the captain because he was the captain. So well. everyone was blowing up about the fact that he had to get up there in this black robe, but that's why, because we were talking about the other day. Yeah, like a cultural thing. Um, but anyway, the robe, well, how many were stocked in uh, wherever they stock them? All gone. Oh, they reckon Messi's jersey sold out. Argentina jerseys sold out worldwide to the point now where everyone's buying his Barcelona old Barcelona jerseys really? and his PSG. Like there's no wow, and like and they obviously I think Adidas who make the Argentina jerseys they anticipated once they made the final that it'd pretty if go they off. you know there's a chance they could win it'd go off. But I don't even think they anticipated how many jerseys would sell. Yeah, the the streets. What shot me? The streets videos. of Buenos Aires and Barcelona, all around the place. You know what I mean? Where there's a, a large contingent of Argentinians has just shocked me. It's blown me away. And that there was footage on ESPN on uh, Instagram not long ago about a guy who gave a homeless man a yeah, Messi I saw jersey. That. Yeah, I man, saw. I broke down in tears. I was like, that's unbelievable. This guy like changed his life. It was like. He'd just been given a gold bullion. He was just thinking, carting yeah. his gear around yeah, too, he was. like a sort of horse. It was cart. like it was like the um, what's the guy in Ballina? Can man kind yeah, of thing. Fully. And guy gave him a a messy jersey, and it was just like, is the greatest thing that happened in his life. Freaking, it was it was awesome for Maybe we're going to yeah. do that for the Can Man <laughs> next Origin. We're going to give him a Tedesco jersey if we win. <laughs> if we win, James. If yeah. we win. Uh, did you see the footage of uh, of Messi driving into the gates of his house? Yeah, in his in his Argentina place, yeah, yeah. crazy. My eh? God, to the point now where they reckon he. I was reading some, an article that he has to fly around while he's in Argentina in a helicopter. There's that many people under where he's going, <laughs> and so that he's getting stopped. They like, I think he's been just chopping around now. That's unbelievable. Where would you, if you're messy, where would you go and live just to get a bit of peace and quiet? Oh, you'd be just going to like. Would you go downtown, like middle of Australia? No one gives a shit about soccer out there. Australia, you, is that where you go? Really where good would question. you go? You'd go. You'd either go somewhere like uh, I'd say Perth, or <laughs> somewhere like that's not a big. City. I think Melbourne and Sydney. He'd get recognised. Yep. He'd probably get hammered. Oh, I reckon he'd get recognised anywhere in Australia, oh, except anywhere. for maybe Burke <laughs> or Ningen. <laughs> Far north Queensland where they're not yeah, really yeah. into, like maybe Cairns. You could yeah, go, yeah, up, there you could go and, up there with Sundays, have a nice holiday. But even yeah. somewhere in America, I don't think they'd. I don't think they'd really because if he had a hat and sunnies on, yeah. smaller guy, I don't think he'd be too picked up in certain. No, parts. that's a, that's a great point. I reckon America, yeah, USA, he'd be. Yeah. I reckon right now the amount of attention he's getting, I don't. I don't reckon himself. He probably anticipated, but he's probably thinking the same thing. He's like. <laughs> Where the fuck can I go now? Like, <laughs> it's going to take what? What do you reckon? Probably ten years for that this oh. whole high of the World Cup to cool down. I reckon so he longer. Can, I reckon longer for him. The, the, but the passion of the Argentinians, yeah. it's just, and it's confirmed his status as the greatest of all time. Oh. You, you'd have to say, 100%. and he, you know, like, how long did it last with Maradona? It's been going since 1986. He's still going. He, so he played uh, three games in his pool. Like, so he played the three games yeah. in his group stage. 
Round of 16, quarter semi-final. So there's seven games all up to, to win the World Cup. He was, I'm pretty sure besides the first game they lost, he was man of the match in every game. Yeah. I, okay, yeah, so Condo's going to pose a question. If he was sitting on Condo's couch right now, you've got one question you can ask Messi. What would, what would it be, Boo-Boo? Would he? Fuck, where one are you going to live? No, where are you going to live now? So that's your question? <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, 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 everything about his soccer, mate, I don't think he's just – there's nothing I really want to know. I'd, I'd want to know what they got up to after the game and all that sort of stuff and the Argentinian goalkeeper, what the go was behind his Mbappe uh, yeah. sledges and shit like that. But, mate, I don't know. What, what else – what is it know. that we don't know about him? What would I, you ask, Woody? Oh, I'd have to ask a heap of questions. I'd, I couldn't just ask one. I'd want to know, like – how he learnt, how he I'd – li- I'd like to know who, who was his biggest coach or best influence to get him to such a high level at such an early age because he was playing for Barcelona when he was about seven, eight. I don't know. I'd like to know how he got to that level. Like was it a – can he just see shit different? Has he got fucking eyes around his whole head? I don't know. It's crazy <laughs> how good he is. Right, uh, let's uh, let's roll on to the cricket. So, Boxing Day test. I don't know. Does it get any bigger in Australian sport than the Boxing Day test? Um, there's really good plans for a really good tribute to Warney, um, which will be fantastic. Uh, I don't know if you've uh, caught up with um, some of the uh, media around his family, but uh, they haven't been back to a cricket cricket test, and they're not at present. They don't think they're up to a Boxing Day test, which is interesting. Um, but anyway, they got a. Uh, I think uh, day one will be. Special to see the tributes for Shane Warne. Is it, one of the greatest? Obviously, his number three fifty. Is that the the time they're doing the big applause, something like that? I think it is. It'd be around that stuff, yeah. wouldn't it? Yeah, there's a few things going on, but yeah, huge day for Warney and a tribute to him will be just it'll be massive. Yeah, and, and the stand. And I, I think hopefully a better it, a better quality test match too would be nice. Yeah, what's it, your rap? Have you been watching much of it, Barnsley? Oh, I didn't watch a whole lot of it, but obviously a two day test doesn't sell yeah. well around the world. Um, I think the big talking point in cricket is, you know, how good the um, the Test series probably was with England, England, and how well they played against Pakistan to win three nil over there. Mm. And I think Brendan McCullum's influence on yeah. them as a coach, like they're playing out of their minds at the moment, England. Well, like they got they're the just two best, from they? the from got the start. McCallum in tests and Matthew Mott with one day. Yeah, yeah. Well, what? they both seem to be working. And they unearthed a young kid, an 18-year-old who took five for his youngest kid ever on debut to take a five five for a uh, young, um, young leg spinner. So he'll be someone to watch. They're going to be um, tough, I reckon, in England. I, th- that I reckon too, Joe Root not being the captain, like Stokes is the captain now. Yeah. I reckon he's playing much better, about much better. Yeah, well, I think he's just been given that license by McCullum. He, McCullum's whole thing was, um, I don't know, what are they Play calling it? Mackerball or something yeah. like that. But, yeah, it's just back yourself. Don't worry about getting out. Play your shots and we'll – he said more often than not when you're aggressive, when you want to take the bowling on, you'll play more positively and the results will, will go your way invariably. So, um, so far, so so good. That sounds very similar to how Pidge plays golf. <laughs> No, Pidge plays golf. He has a metal detector because he's fucking chasing his clubs and balls in the the bush. <laughs> a metal detector. Um, Channel Channel Nine look like they're a chance of stepping up to uh, maybe claim the TV rights. Um, Cricket Australia and Channel Seven are still in court, um, so that could be interesting. They've what's, already got the tennis. So, what's that over? Why are they in court? Why? Like, obviously they're. Oh, they've got I think the right. I think the long and short of it is they probably pay too much, so they're trying to get out of it. 
Oh, so seven Channel don't want seven. it. Nah, they're sort of trying to push it to the side. Yeah, I, I don't know about you, blokes. I've, I've still got Fox, so I just watch Fox, Fox cricket. Oh, I reckon Fox yeah. Fox is they've got a brilliant call team. Oh, I think it's they've so made, much better. Yeah, they've made rugby league and cricket their I don't know mastheads. I suppose of what their company's yeah. all about, and they do a great job. You know, Adam Gilchrist, Howie, Mark War. They um they've got oh, a really good team and mate, Kerry Isha, O'Keefe, yeah, well, well that's a great oh, point. Kerry O'Keefe and Ishigua, like my, but Ishigua, yeah. she is the Yvonne Sampson good, of rugby league. She's brilliant, mate. Yeah. There's no better female commentator, I reckon. I I put her and Yvonne Sampson as the two best I've I've seen. Was she a good cricketer? Very good. Was she? Very good bowler for England, all rounder type. But um, yeah, she she um represented England a ton of times. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, she's very good. Uh, Warner's hundredth test. Can anyone remember? One of his better innings in his hundred. Oh, mate, he's—I don't he's know about a, his better lot. innings, but you know, up until not up until probably a year ago, he's averaging fifty-one. It's obviously fallen to forty-six, but uh, I think Kerry O'Keefe said it the other day. He's got to be within our top two or three best openers of all time. I think everyone would say Matthew Hayden's probably the number one, but when you go to number two, you're thinking probably, you know. Justin Langer or David Warner. I think Warner's probably got to be. Would there. Hayden be your number one? Yeah, he would be. Yep. Mm. Who'd be two for you? Oh, it, you'd have to go all the way back to those era of Bradman because there are a couple of Bill Brown was there a couple. Of, Mark Taylor there? Uh, no, I wouldn't. No, Kim, Kim Hughes? No, I wouldn't have Kim Hughes. <laughs> but, just but, but, about to say but that. But Mark <laughs> Taylor's probably one of our greatest captains. So you know, yeah. it's tough to leave him out. But I, I think you know what you want is a, a, a partnership. You go back to those West Indian teams of Gordon Greenwich and. Um, Desmond Haynes, Haynes and yeah. those core partnerships. And that's what Langer and Hayden had. So I'd say them because those two together were such a formidable partnership to come up against. So What about Bird? Um, was David Bird? No, he's a number uh, three. He was he? three. But, but he only averaged 42 yeah. or something, you know. So Was Border whilst, an opener? What's nah. that? Alan Border nah. wasn't an opener? No, nah, four or five. Yeah, even six sometimes. Yeah. Really? He'd, he'd be yeah. the guy that'd come in after a collapse and just be a, just keep, a stone. Keep in ball. mind, but when you mentioned Bourne, uh, Border and Boone, they played through that ridiculous era of West Indian quicks. And and they also played yeah. against England when Botham was at his peak, yeah. 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 What, so what was Bradman? Was Bradman in number three? He's a three, yeah. Yep. Yeah. But like in cricket, invariably your number three will Is, be your best batsman. That's your generally. Yeah, three and four. And that's why Australia, you know, Marnus bats three and Steve Smith bats four. So why does – Ponting batted three. Yeah, so why does – when Smith was like sort of at his prime – he still is now, but why did he never go up to three? He didn't like it. Yeah, not sure. Maybe it was a preference I, thing. Yeah. I remember them writing a lot about Michael Clark never wanting to go to three. He always stayed at four. Or yeah, good point. Oh, oh, yeah, I don't know. Did he? Did Clark end of his career about three? No. Nah, he didn't. No, he, he, went, he, he, he went lower down the order. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's an interesting point. Um, I was listening to a podcast the other day with Mitchell Stark, um, and he named his five. Best batsman to... Oh, who were they? Yeah, it was an interesting um, list. He said, a, B, not in any order, but A.B. De Villiers, Virat Kohli. Um, Sashin? No, he didn't say Sashin. The hardest guys he's had to bowl to. Um, far out now, my memory's losing me. But Benny Aussies? Yeah, but what he did say was how good Ricky Ponting was. Everyone says that. He said how yeah. much time he had. He said, when I first bowled to him... Because Mitch Stark was quick, especially when he was younger as well. And him and Sean Tate were just trying to rip Ponting's head off in the nets. And he said, we'll bowl him quick. And um, he said, Ricky had just had that much time. And after he played the shot, he'd walk down the pitch and go, so boys, what I'm thinking, this is what I'm thinking when I'm playing that shot. And I'd set a field here, here and here. 
just to protect yourself on this sort of thing. He said he was calling the balls out of our hands where he was hitting them and where he was placing the field. And I just said, he said, wow, that's like, that's time. Actually, Ponting would probably be up there for one of your better number threes, wouldn't he? Yeah, well, that, when you go through that era of people who they name their best yeah. batsmen, they all rate Ponting. Um, you know, and he said Steve Smith too as he's, as one of the hardest guys. Um, but the thing he said about um, what was good about uh, what he said about Coley was he said off the field he is the nicest bloke going round. He is just would have time for anyone, whether he's the homeless guy or the, the really? wealthiest man, said brilliant. But when he gets on the field, he is the most competitive bloke. He's pretty around. Hard. He just goes. He goes hard. So, uh, got a lot. Yeah, he said a lot of respect for Virat Kohli. Roll into uh, the NRL. It's not really NRL season, but there is a bit not happening, which is a CBA agreement. I, I'm just going to call them out. I, I think it's disgraceful that we're sitting here Christmas Eve and we've got no CBA agreement and we've got no salary cap to kick off 2023. Um, I think it's really uh, it's really poignant that there is a reason for that, and that is that. New South Wales Racing, Racing, which is headed up by Volandis, is probably the biggest spender of advertising with News Corp. And we don't have News Corp journalists calling out the NRL. Tin foil shit right there. Oh, it's ridiculous. Mm. You know, I, I mean, Barnsley, you played professionally for 17 years. Let's just say you were at the back end of your career and you weren't contracted, but you still had probably two or three years of good footy in you and you're sitting here trying to get a contract and it's difficult when w- clubs don't even know what they're dealing with. Yeah, well, season. it's hard for the individual, but it's also really hard for the clubs to manage a, a manager roster. Mm. Um, and you don't want to be in that. You, you want to be in those positions where you've got your roster kind of finalised. But these clubs who are scrambling for players and players scrambling for contracts, yeah, it'd be it'd be a rotten place to be in. Do you think this is the time where Volandis is at that point where the you know the good parts about his personality work well in a crisis, but now oh. that it's coming to those sticking points of certain parts of his personality, which we've all got that work in different scenarios. Is this a time where it's... I reckon you're spot on. Yeah, Yeah, apparently another negotiator has been brought in to try and sort it with the Players Association. So that's the second or third go because they had... uh, I can't remember his name, the guy who headed up Channel 9 who moved to the side. He came in for the first half of the year, didn't get anywhere, and they've brought in another person. So Volandis apparently has moved to the side and they've got another negotiator dealing with Clint Newton and the Players Association. Is the negotiations like this... We want more money, and then the NRL like fuck that, and then I like, will fuck out. I think it's kind of like the rough. <laughs> is that kind of how it goes? Pretty much, but my understanding, I think the sticking point is no, no, no different to cricket, um, and any major sports. But is the percentage of revenue that the game derives that the players' association want for the players? That's ah. the sticking point. So I don't know what that number is. Um, we could go back and have a look at what cricket settled on, but I don't know. Let's just say it's twenty five percent. Maybe the players are at. 30% and the NRL are at 15%. I don't know. Yeah. All right. You're a numbers man. You fucking look at the sky for numbers. What is a fair <laughs> price? Like, I can't you, see any out there. Yeah, Woody. but you know what I mean? Like if, you, if anyone's going to be able to give us a bit of a fucking simple terminology in it, if the NRL next season make a billion dollars or whatever it is they turn over, what do the players deserve? What's a fair percentage? What do you guys think? Because like, I don't really – like, you know, every, the highest paid guys are on, let's say, a million to a million and a half a season. Well, well I reckon the first thing is the highest – Do you want the average to go up? Is yeah, that kind of what we're – Yeah, well, okay. you do, but it comes back to a percentage of revenue. Yeah. So whatever may, whatever the number is, I think it's just sub 30%, yeah. 20, high 20s yeah. in, in mainstream sport. And if you go to the NFL, NBA, uh, EPL, all the rest of it, where they have salary caps um, – 
that's the number they've got to get to. And it's as simple as that. I mean, how's the game go ahead with our players? Yeah. Simple as that. Well, yeah, I, I back you know? that. I back that. Yeah. I, 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 Were you I, involved in any of these sorts of things in rugby? Yeah, your, your CBA was usually negotiated. Obviously, yep. you, the Clinton-Newton type would come to us. Um, yep. Rugby union's probably got a more advanced players association than what the rugby league had just because it had been in place for a lot longer. Uh, which is funny because rugby league would be far more professional for longer, but rugby union got its act together pretty Earlier. soon with a players association. So that had all been sort of sorted. So rugby one had this crazy old deal when I was involved, which would just roll over pretty much every year. So yeah, I, I only got to the end of my career when we actually had. I to think the best one to to follow Woody is is go and do the research on AFL. Yeah, they just seem to be three to four years, basically a TV agreement, um, pay for view agreement yeah, okay. in front of the NRL. Can I ask what uh what would be like the NRL's argument to upping it? Like what are they saying? There's not enough cash. Uh, does someone want to keep more cash? Like the top guys? Like why would they not be? Like what's their argument? Is it like oh there's I certain think, clubs struggling? We need to give I, them more I money. I think I think from the players' association, it's more about the transparent nature of where is the money going and what's it being spent on. Yeah, and yeah. At that and getting to a number that is justifiable for players and the game. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's understandable. And I think also coming through COVID, there's a, there'd be oh, an indication yeah, within NRL going, geez, I want to keep a little bit of money in the coffers instead yeah, of cut. giving it up each well, year. Well, and, and, and I think yeah. just, just to finish off on that, uh, the game probably thought it was the right choice at the time to sign that agreement at the, during COVID. The AFL have probably shown that it was that they probably sold it for unders. Yeah. Um, righto, so... Uh, how how could we not go into Christmas without first time uh, first time call uh, long time listener without the English fast bowler? Morning lads, EBF here coming to you live from the Ali Pally, watching the darts. Michael Van Gerwen putting on a performance. Questions for you: What's your predictions for twenty twenty three? My top two predictions: England will still be shit at football. And potentially the Wallabies to win the World Cup. Leave it with you. Happy New Year. Bye. Jeez, he's finished off with a good one. <laughs> Predictions for 2023. Michael but- Van Gerwen for starters. That is just gold. <laughs> that reminds me of the days of Phil Power Taylor. Uh, 180. Yeah. Firstly, where, where's the alley pally? Um, I'll be up north somewhere, I reckon. Right has to be, wouldn't it? <laughs> I don't know. I've got no you know, idea. Pr- predictions. Hull. What are we going to predict? Yeah. Woody, what's your prediction? What What are your big calls for 2023 in, uh, in, in the world of sport? In the world of sport, uh, big predictions. I think, I, think the, I think the NRL are going to regret putting another team in. I reckon the Dolphins will oh, suck. Okay. Yeah. I think it's just going to add uh, just another shit team down the bottom with my Tigers. I really don't think it's... <laughs> I don't really think it's the best way to do things. That's a prediction. The NRL have kind of maybe jumped the gun a bit with the Dolphins. Not to say that they might not go okay. I just don't think they'll go great. Oh, I think you're spot on there, mate. And, and, then, and then talk of them adding another team to get to 18. I just think yeah, it's, it's, out of you. it's out ridiculous. Of, They've done it before. It didn't work. I think it's showing now that the tide of the competitions with more, you yeah. know, with more on the line. Uh, rugby's gone and it's coming back again now. It's Yeah. Yeah. What's yours, Barnsley? Um, the favourite to win everything. <laughs> Just everything. It's the year of the favourite. <laughs> so 2023 <laughs> is the year of the favourite. Yes. Yes, if you're on a favourite, get on it. 
I think another Fuck, one. I'll tell you what, you've been known for sitting on the fence, but that's one of your great sit on the fences. <laughs> James, what's another one? I think I think uh I think we maybe just beat England in the ashes. I think we just that's my that's another prediction. I think it's gonna be tight and maybe we lose. That's one of the best sporting events I reckon to look forward to I next year. I can't wait to yeah, watch him in cracker. England. Especially in England because we fucking have sucked there for the last 20 years. Yeah, I think that's a big – not the big like, thing on the Like, would you Australian, call it a yeah. win in 19? Like, it was amazing to get a draw to the win, but fuck, we blew a couple of games there. Yeah, who cares? You still win. We still retain it. So, But I think the thing is, like – where we are at the moment, where you're wiping teams off the map, I think the Australian public, we just want to see good us contest. push a good contest. Yeah. And we did with India a couple of years back when India came out, had that cracking series. And even though we lost, I thought it was thoroughly entertaining. So I would I can't wait to go to England, especially with the way McCallum's playing. I think it'll be – we're a naturally aggressive team anyway. We want to score runs. So I think it's – I think it shapes to be probably one of the series of uh, – Sport in general. Bez, Bez is our uh, left-hand batsman's keeper. Mm. Are you taking David Warner there? Yes. You'd, yeah. wa- you'd want him to play with his average there? It's about yeah, I just four think and it's, a half. I know it's, oh, I know it's shit, but I, I don't know. It's a hard one. Do you t- if he doesn't get runs at the end of this summer, do you drop him? 100%. You drop him? Who do you put in there? Head? Woody well, just dislikes him. <laughs> I, I, know you, I know you're I, awesome, I know. I just... Mate, I, I'm happy for him to go out at the end of this. I just think it's purely just from cricket. Like, I just don't think he will have impact there. He didn't yeah. have any impact last series. I think he got – did he get 150? I think maybe he might have got a one-half century. Yeah, that's swinging ball and, and it goes late on him. He just mixes out a lot. Archie's going to be coming back yeah, from injury. He's going to be waiting in the wings. Who do I, you put in, though? I'd, I'd keep Kawaja, obviously. I think he'll be great over there. Um, I'd either bump head up. Yep. And then add another like a, another good middle order batsman or there's um the guy that's on fire in the uh shield he's um he did play Not I think Renshaw. Nah, no, Bancroft. Um, he's oh, got Bancroft. The, he's yeah. got the most hundreds and he's got the second most runs in the shield. Yep. And he was on fire. He played the last county season. He he had a good county season. Yeah. I'd I'd take someone like that. Someone that's in their late 20s, early 30s. Yep. It's been playing in England the last couple of seasons for a county side. Yeah, right. Condo, what's, what's your, what are you? Condo's predictions are okay. So I'm going to go across three sports: uh, rugby, France in France to win the World Cup. Yep, that's fairy tale shit. Uh, NRL, tricolours, Roosters to bounce back, win the NRL. Fuck that. Okay, yeah. and let's go to golf. The Augusta, uh, the Masters came out with their invitations. Everybody that is eligible, whether you're PGA or live, is invited. How good is that? Cam, that, happen, that happened yesterday. Cam Smith to win the Masters. Wow. wow. And so, and I'm going to have a look today and see if I can get the multi on. Quick question. Now, are we gonna, are they going to have issues coming into the PGA and the PGA Championship and the US Open, those they've got? Uh, they, they're all good. It's been signed off that they're all good to play in the uh, British Open. Yep. And the Masters. So far. Well, the other two are run by the PGA, so, so they no, won't. There's, there's no chance of playing US Open and US PGA. I wouldn't think, unless yeah. something dramatic happens between now and then. That's so sad. So, yeah, there you go. So that's my that's my prediction. Um, homework review: Jerry Lopez. How the, good was that? The yin and the yang. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I loved it. Did I'm, you get a chance to watch it on the plane, Barnsley? No, I didn't, mate. No. You've never been good at homework. No, no. 
So it's Woody, a, give us a wrap because we both watched it. Jerry um, Lopez, uh, probably the most famous surfer through the sort of early 70s into the early 80s, probably that decade. He, was, he wasn't necessarily winning every event, but he was sort of the guru out uh, pipe, which is, you know, the famous wave in, in Hawaii. But he also was a movie star. He was in Conan Barbarian. He's in Big Wednesday. He was like kind of a bit of a hybrid guy that did a bunch of different stuff and it followed his life as he sort of went on a journey post Hawaii into G-Land, one of the first guys into G-Land in, in Indo, built the camp. Just a really cool story on a different path, not just competition and world titles. And he stayed relevant. He's 75, I think. Woody, was he that gnarly in the water with not giving people waves? I think in those early 70s when he was he sort was. of like the man out pipe, you weren't getting many waves. It's pretty similar to someone like, Jamie O'Brien, who's, you know, Jamie or John, they're not the greatest of sharers there, <laughs> not even with the people that live there. <laughs> but I think too, I think when you're like someone like Jerry, who's, you know, gets so talked up surfing pipe at that time, it'd just be like, fuck, why do you deserve a wave? And just take the wave, I guess. Okay. Well, Does it also come down to them being that good that they can position themselves in that Yeah, nice they, and they want a certain wave. Like you yeah. go out there. I've been out there a few times with Jamie and he wants a certain wave. It's generally a, a hard wave to take but it's the best wave. Do you know that's the best wave and you just let him take it? How's it work? You just no, – I'm not anywhere near where he is. <laughs> <laughs> I don't – like there's a row of Hawaiians and then yeah. – And then Woody. And then a row of other people that are good out there and then – a row of fucking peanuts on the side. That's me. <laughs> but I've had a few times. I had a, like a funny story. I had, he got – it was a bit – it wasn't very big. It was probably five, six foot. Like really nice. This really nice arvo there. He got the nicest wave out pipe. I'm on the next – I'm on the like a couple of waves later. So he's just coming back out the channel. And it was a wide one. It finally come my way. And it wasn't that big. Sort of half the size of the wave he just got. And I took off and pulled in and he dropped in on me and took the wave. Like he was on his way back out. And that's when I was like, I fucking can't surf this wave right now. I've got to go. And I just – so that's that's kind of their mentality out there. You just bail. Shit. Like they just want everything. You know, anything that looks good yep. and then anything on the way back out that's, you know, generally theirs. Did it go into Jerry's um, skiing stuff at all? He's yeah, he's the snowboarding and that. Yeah, you got to watch it over the uh, over yeah, your whole yeah. Yeah, I'll send though. it to you. It does. It's it really goes. Good. He lives in Oregon now. Yep. Uh, you know, practices yoga. Just a really good from being that famous and and he kind of can admit about all these mistakes he made. He's yeah, got a right really good the, reflection of yeah. how he is now. Linked up with Patagonia and right into the indoor outdoors and yeah, you know, environment. And he looks good. really good yeah. for someone in their mid to late seventies. Oh, if, yeah. if I look that good at seventy five, I'll be stoked. Yeah, it's a good one to look at for yeah. motivation into the older part of your life. Yeah, for sure. I think Swelly and um, Vaughny and Jed did a good they podcast did. with him and Stacey Alter, yeah. didn't they? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so check that out too. Uh, get off the fence. Uh, I'm going to pose a question for you two because you guys are cricket uh, nuts. Uh, best commentary team that you could assemble? In for a test match for cricket? Yep. For the Ashes? Yeah. Who would you want to listen to? Boxing Day. Let's just go four or five commentators. I'll throw some out there. Richie Bano, Blowfield, McGilvray. I've got – Shane Warne. I've got my five. I'm going to have two pommies. Tuffnell. Two pommies for this. Oh, here you going? I I love I love Michael Vaughan. I reckon he's a Do great comment. Okay. Yeah, I love and, yeah. He, and he's really brutally honest and he'll yeah. cook England. He's not very biased. I'd love to have Freddie in there with him. Oh, Freddie. Warney. Yeah. Yep. 
Kerry O'Keefe. Yeah. And then the anchor would be Richie Benno. You'd have to have Benno in there. Jeez, you could. That's pretty hard to go past. You got humor in there. Yeah, you've got enough humor. You got a serious guy like Benno to fucking steer the ship. And then you got. So hang on. You got Richie Benno heading it up. Yeah. Vaughn. Yeah, Marnie. Freddie Flintoff. Yeah. And uh, Kerry O'Keefe. Oh. (sighs) You know, Warnie. You've convinced me, Woody. I'm happy to run with that. Oh, I reckon just Bill Laurie's the one guy yeah, I'd well, want to have in there. And and who's who was the big uh Oh um who's yeah, South African Aussie. Um Yeah, like legend. Oh, Tony Gregg. Tony, Tony Gregg. Greg. Yeah. Like Tony Gregg. Where they keep doing the yeah. pitch. Does he do with the, the key. pitch thing? Yeah, with the key, yeah, with the key, key and the pen. Yep. Those like Did the sweeping magpies have to do that? Uh, no, because most of the pitches were synthetic, so you weren't <laughs> gonna get a key in there. But uh, the last the finals were played on turf, so um but yeah, well, that's a that's a bloody good team. I'm trying to think who are the best commentators. Do you think right now though? I, I really enjoy listening to Mark War. He's good. I, I wouldn't throw him yeah. in the echelon of what Woody just came up with, but I think he's he's really incisive. He's really good. Well, yeah. I like one serious guy amongst three lunatics. I yeah, reckon I that. hold it. Like Carry a guy like a, a Harsha Bogle is very good with yeah. that 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 voice, and same with Isha Gua. They yeah. do a good job at that guiding it. But you're right, Kerry a Kerry O'Keefe on a commentary team. Because because the thing is he can be serious too yeah and his his cricket insight is, oh, is unbelievable the way he but game, yeah he is well, I just love it when he gets bored when it, like you can <laughs> see when he's like bored through the middle part of the like mid oh. midway through the the day he just starts rambling it's fucking hilarious is there anyone we're missing from yesteryear oh well the ones that have been like you know household names you know Ian Chapel I wouldn't have him. Uh, you had Tony Gregg, Bill Laurie, Richie Bano, Mark Nicholas. Mark Nicholas uh, was Got good. him, he's gone. Yeah. <laughs> Bill is no, bloody I reckon, great, No, I reckon that's a good summary. Okay, yep. second question before we get into the final word. Um, a commentator that could take whatever they're commentating, as in the sport, and take the way they do it and make it in another sport. <laughs> well, oh, I've got one. <laughs> I've got a good one too. Who you got? Billy Birmingham? <laughs> Mate, because yeah. whenever he does anything, like – when he took Daryl East like to the cricket that time on Wild Wilder Sports, <laughs> he's blocked it straight back down the wicket for no run. That was bloody unbelievable. Woody? I've got a few different ones. Like I feel like Shane Warne commentating rugby league would be fucking would have <laughs> been Hilarious. so good. And then I reckon someone like Andrew Johns commentating cricket would have been fucking hilarious. You know who I'd love to see give the NRL a crack and I reckon he'd make it? Ronnie Blakey. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I reckon he'd make oh, it in the yeah. NRL. Well, they've got good knowledge, those guys. On oh, and he's just his, his voice. And the dulcet tones. Yeah, the dulcet tones. I think um, he'd be Benny Sats, dude. That's why Benny Sats, erotica.com. <laughs> Benny Sats. Yeah, yeah. Hey, how are you? It's Alan Jones here, Benny Sats. Right, but then there's guys like Rabs Warren who actually have done multitude yeah, done, of sports. They you know, like when Olympics. he did swimming. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Bruce McAvaney. Yeah. He's, he's brilliant across AFL and obviously athletics and all that sort of stuff. So I wonder how Rabs would have gone calling AFL. Oh, well, it's not his sport. I'm sure he would have yeah. been fine. I reckon he would have done good because the stories I've heard from Pete, because Pete knows him really well, yeah. and he reckons like he's prepara- He reckons he's fucking mad. Like he's preparation. Just, like yeah, night. like yeah. he was just such a hard worker, and he wouldn't. He'd refuse to do other sports unless he really knew the that sport. Sounds, yeah. There's similarities there with the way you prepare yourself for the podcast. Hundred percent. Yeah. Mm. Day and night, I'm thinking. Yep. I already. That's why I wore the sunnies to for that joke. Right, final word for the year. Barnsley, you're first off. 
I'm not first. Okay, Woody, you're first. You're, you're jaded from putting up I'm these. I'm fucking so tired, mate. I couldn't even – I can't even string three words together. Like, if I, to, if I have to put together another freaking dollhouse again, I'll freaking neck myself. I'm going to take Seriously. you downstairs for the world's hottest coffee to fire Boy, Actually, you know the uh, – can I just uh, – that green board that is part of our quiver in the shed, yep. can you just pass it? Why is he wants to ride that? If he comes past, just tell him to take it. Yeah, yeah, yeah no worries. Yeah. Take, he doesn't yeah. want to take the red one? <laughs> I don't think the red one floats. I'll just say Merry Christmas to uh, to yeah. everyone. Have a great festive season. Be safe. And uh, thanks for all the support. James. Same thing. Just thanks for everyone for listening. Thanks for pretending that you like us as a podcast <laughs> and coming up and saying, you know, we really enjoyed it. And, uh, yeah, have a great holiday. Stay safe. Um, there'll be some fucking weird jokes coming your way after New Year's, I'd say. Yeah, I don't know when we're back into it, but we'll be back into it in the New Year. So, yep. yeah, stay safe. And I and I think just touching on uh, our shout-out to Vaughn, give everyone a cuddle. Yeah. Tell them you love them, um, you know. Especially this time of year when you got time. 100%. Yeah, yeah. And let's uh, hope we roll into summer with uh, a lot less rainfall than we had uh, February last year. And uh, lo- a lot year. more waves. And well, a lot more waves. Yeah. Giddy up. A lot more, We're yeah. done, James. All right, let's go. <laughs> Don't smoke here. We only set fire through the microphones. <laughs> <laughs>